Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The bullpen is starting to come into focus. Zach Green, it did not work out. The Mets placed him on waivers. They returned him back to the New York Yankees, the Rule 5 pick. Bryce Montes to Oka got a good update. We talked about his injury a few days ago, but he's not going to make the team. It looks like John Curtis has a great chance to make the team with the way he's pitched. Obviously, it's it's tough to know how many bullpen spots are up for grabs because of the possibility that, um, oh my God, uh, Brooks Raleigh is going to start the year on the injured list. You know, We'll have to see. But John Curtis has certainly kind of made that impact of a guy that I think has a really, really good chance to make the team I'm surprised about Zach Green. I think that was one of my initial predictions that because he's a rule five guy and he's got a good arm that he would find a way on this roster. Steven Nagosik sort of in a similar spot because he's out of options, but uh, it just, it didn't work for Zach Green. He wasn't very good. And and it's interesting. Sometimes when guys are battling for roster spots or starting jobs, uh, you're seeing it more with the Yankees, certainly than the Mets. How much are they putting on just performance? You know, the Yankees clearly have a guy who's winning their shortstop job. It's clear. It's Anthony Volpe. If it's a real competition, but a lot of times it's not a real competition. It just isn't. It's we prefer this guy to win. You know, same thing with the Mets to a lesser degree in the Darren Ruff stuff with Darren Ruff versus Brett Beatty or Darren Ruff versus Mark Vientos. However you want to frame it. I do have to admit. So Darren Ruff had gone over, 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 over. He'd been terrible. On Monday, he had a good game. Can't deny it. He was two for three, drove in a run. Like, great. Okay, Darren Ruff played well. And I looked at the box score, and I will never root against my own guys because why would you do that? I'm a Met fan. I want to see the Mets win. I don't care how right I am or wrong I am. That, that's stupid. That doesn't matter. I'd rather be happy. But in spring training, wins don't matter. And in spring training, eh, it's different. So when I saw Darren Ruff had a good day, I have to, I have to be honest. I was pissed. I wasn't happy. I am. And, and does this make me a bad guy? I don't know. I am rooting for Darren Ruff to fail. And I kind of feel dirty, but I'm being honest because I don't want him on the team. And I think the best way or the quickest route for him not to make the team is for him to not play well because then it becomes obvious that he can't be on the team, that Brett Beatty or Mark Vientos makes. And Vientos has cooled off, by the way. Beatty has not. So I guess that's good uh, for the Beatty column, which I think a lot of people are rooting for. But we're all on a specific side, which is Darren Ruff not being on the team. And I don't know if this makes me a bad guy, Pete, but I want to look down at box scores and see Darren Ruff go for three. That's what I'm rooting for. Listen, it's you don't you're not a bad guy for that. It just it's not Darren Ruff's fault that he got put in this spot. It's his it's his fault that he didn't perform last season, and that would have whole changed everything. He was really bad for us. Uh, it's 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 not his fault that Billy Epler and management think that he's gonna he's taking a spot away from a young kid that we want to see. So it's it don't don't feel bad about that because. It's better you're hating on it now than in regular season because I think that's what's going to start to happen. Once Darren Ruff makes the team, 
people are really going to get that the boo birds are going to come out. It's going <laughs> to get really bad. I mean, we think that Aaron Hicks has it bad in the Bronx. Get ready for Queens. I mean, Darren, you people thought Max Scherzer, were people getting afraid of Max Scherzer starting a home game because the last time he got booed off the field? Darren Ruff will get booed out of New York, okay? Yeah, yeah. there, there are guys, and I've seen it throughout Med history, the Yankees have a few of those guys now, that fans are waiting to boo. We're, we're, we're just waiting. Yeah, we're not hateful people, but they're very quickly going to get booed. And I think the only guy the Mets have that fits that right now is Darren Ruff. And there's been plenty of guys throughout the history of this franchise that have fit that, where the fans are just looking to boo you. Bobby Bonilla was the king of it. Roger Cedeno, his second time around, the king of it. Like, there were a lot. And obviously with the Yankees, you know who it is. It's, it was Joey Gallo. It's Josh Donaldson. It's Aaron Hicks, all that. Darren Ruff, Met fans are looking to boo. We're not looking to boo Max Scherzer. You know, we'll, we'll boo you if you suck, but we're not actively trying to do it. Max made it obvious. He got he was so bad in that wild card game, that wild card series, that well, what, what the hell are we gonna do? Of course we were gonna boo him, but I just I feel bad that I'm literally sitting here rooting for someone to suck. But I'm doing it for the greater good. That's the way I look at it. That's what I try to rationalize. Like the greater good is that Darren ends up in a better place, you know, gets to go wherever the hell he wants because he's DFA'd. And the Mets are in a better place because they actually have really good young talent. And sometimes you almost have to force the Mets to allow that good young talent to play. You know, I, what's going on in Atlanta right now is fascinating. And, and I bring this up because we obviously talked a lot about Michael Harris being called up and Von Grissom being called up. Well, the Atlanta Braves are having a competition for the fifth spot in their rotation. Mike Soroka got hurt. What a surprise. And so they had a competition that a lot of us assumed would feature Ian Anderson, who has major league experience, Bryce Elder. Both those guys weren't pitching well. They've already been optioned. The Braves have already said it ain't going to be them. And so they've got two guys competing for the fifth spot who are both prospects. One is their number one pitching prospect. The other one's like a marginal prospect. The Braves are almost like, please, young players, take the mantle. Be on the major league roster. They almost want to go out of their way for younger guys to get a shot. And for the Mets, it's a little bit different. I mean, David Peterson deserved a spot in the rotation. He's only getting one because somebody got hurt. Mark Vientos, Brett Beatty. I'm not going to say Ronnie Mauricio. Francisco Alvarez, I will, has not a great spring training. It's almost like the Mets have roadblocks in front of them. Doesn't mean they won't get the chance eventually. They will. but. It's so difficult for these guys to get that opportunity. Yet while the Braves are just like, yeah, Michael Harris, take center field. It's crazy. And and the amazing thing is, so we just talked about, you talk, name all these guys from Atlanta, and, and a lot of them signed long-term deals all of a sudden, right? So they're all locked up. But then you go around the majors, too, just some recent signings. That just, you just saw the Washington Nationals locked up their their catcher, Ruiz, for what, like an eight-year contract yep. for yep. for. For Corbin Carroll with the Diamondbacks, Pete. Yeah, uh, and, and again, guys played what fifty games, not even, and they lock them up for like eight or eight years for one hundred ten million dollars. And yet, you have these young guys who were like top prospects in the in, out of the, in the hundred prospects. They're like what? What's Francisco Alvarez? He moved down to three now or four, whatever. They're, they're all high level prospects, and they're dying. We're dying for them to make the team, and there's room for them, but we can't find a place for them because. 
we have these vets. And and I'm not taking anything away from the vets, but on the other hand, eventually we need to flip the script. And I think last year the season would have ended differently if we brought those guys up sooner. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. We'll keep an eye on Darren Ruff. He's out there playing every other day. My dad complained to me the other day. My dad says, you know, the Mets aren't hitting, Evan. And I said, Dad, have you seen the lineup? <laughs> they're, not, they're not hitting. The first baseman, the second baseman, the shortstop, and the third baseman are all in the World Baseball Classic. Let's just start right off the top. The entire infield has been sent to the WBC. And by the way, and I'm, I do, do, do you want spoilers for the World Baseball Classic? Because it's on right now. We're, we're well, yeah, because people are going to listen to this on Thursday morning. They'll know the results, so of course. Okay. So uh, one guy is hitting like a maniac. His name is Francisco Lador and hit a inside the park home run just now. That's good for him. So that's he, great. That's, we have elite hitters. They're just not <laughs> spring training. Yeah, they're just not with the Mets. <laughs> Brandon Nimmo still hasn't had a hit yet in spring training, which is fine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it's, I, I love the early days of spring training. That first few days, by the time we get to this, which is the final two weeks, it's the worst part of spring training. You know, it's cool to see the kids. It's cool to see Ronnie Mauricio get a lot of at-bats, Brett Beatty, guys like that. But uh, do not look at these results. And I said to my dad, I said, are you serious? <laughs> are, you really good? are you really questioning that they're not hitting? Is this a problem right now? <laughs> They'll get these guys back soon, though. The World Baseball Classic ends next Tuesday. Speaking of the World Baseball Classic, Max Scherzer was asked about not pitching because if you've seen – the WBC, if countries were taking all of their best players, like literally all their best players, not just a lineup of their best players, the big advantage that Team USA would have would be our pitching. Like our pitching would be devastatingly good. You know, Garrett Cole would be there. Max Scherzer would be there. Justin Verlander would be there. Jacob deGrom, if healthy, would be there. That's a ridiculous rotation. But guys don't pitch. Clayton Kershaw couldn't get insurance to pitch. And Max Scherzer offered an explanation, which how could anyone disagree with, where he said, and I'm paraphrasing, I can't put my arm in a playoff atmosphere in the middle of March. I can't do it. It's dangerous. I'm risking injury. And I think the biggest problem that the WBC has is pitching. It's not the lineups. The lineups are insane. I mean, even with some guys choosing not to play, like Aaron Judge is not playing for Team USA. That's okay. I mean, their lineup is is filthy. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Trey Turner, JT Riamudo. It's a judge. It's fine. Arson judge. It's fine. But it's the pitching. So Max Scherzer had this quote the other day, and we'll pick it apart and explain to Max why, while it comes from a good place, he could not be more wrong. Okay. If the WBC was during the season, I think you would get more pitcher participation. And more importantly, I think it'd be more exciting for the fans because you'd actually have starters built up. You wouldn't have guys on pitch counts or whatever it is. You'd actually have real guys going at it. It'd be a real game. So he's not wrong with some of the things he says. Of course, guys' pitch counts would be higher and guys would be able to pitch. You cannot tell baseball fans in the middle of a season, right as the pennant races are going to start, I'm going to go pitch seven innings and throw 110 pitches in the WBC. You cannot do it. 
it would be a disaster. You would get fans to really hate the WBC. Like, I think now it's tolerable because it's March. I mean, there's, there's okay. Like I'm even a defender of it. I don't think there's great injury risk. I've said that before that they're just going out, getting their work in and they're doing it in these games in the midst of a grind where everybody's hurt by the time you get to July. Guys are playing injured. Guys are hurt. Pitchers, eh, they're battling through nicks and bruises and whatnot. You're going to have the season shut down and have Max Scherzer throw 110 pitches as if it's the playoffs? It is, I get it in theory. It's a horrible idea that would cause major resentment against this tournament. Yeah, like so I'm a huge hockey fan and when the Olympics come around, they a lot of times they'll pull NHL players to play in the Olympics. And those 3 weeks or 4 weeks or whatever it is when they shut down NHL for this, it's brutal. I, I can't I, it's like I'm not sitting there watching like no offense to the World Baseball Classic cuz I'll probably watch some of the games, but it's not like watching the Mets play every day. I, you can't do that. And I understand his his you it's just impossible to do. There's no, there's no good time to do it. It's March. That's it. It's end of story. You don't want to have them go, go at the, at the end of the season somewhere else. They'll never do it. But there's really no t- good time for it, considering the, the 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 wear and tear of the baseball season. Yeah, but by the way, and I I get the negatives to it too. I'd be more open to the season after the season is over than the middle of the season. You know, if guys say, hey, you know, I I shut down a few weeks earlier, but I'll keep throwing. I'll go to like a an extended spring training and you want to have this thing in November. OK, I, I think your issue is the interest level will go away. Like a lot of people will say, I just watched seven months of baseball. It's football season. It's Thanksgiving. I'm good. So I think your risk is with us, with our eyeballs, whereas opposed to now with Thursday for baseball. You know, we're excited for the start of the season. So, hey, I'm going to watch Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. I'm going to watch, you know, Italy versus Japan at 6 a.m. November makes sense if guys were up for it, but I think the interest level would go away. I'm surprised, Max. I get what he's saying, but Max, you're getting paid $42 million by the New York Mets. In the middle of the year, you're going to want to go out there and make two, three starts? And really, it's not two, three starts. If you look at the format of this, you play four games in the first round and it's the quarterfinals, the semis, the finals, you may be making two starts. So just to be fair, by the way, that's the other thing that's weird about the WBC. It's not really a fair indicator. I mean, you're going to play, you play a round Robin against in the U S case, Mexico, Canada, Colombia, great Britain. And based on how you do in those four games, that's if you advance or not. Then it's single elimination. Well, you could lose to a bad team. So it's, I'm waiting for the WBC, and maybe this is the year, where a a far inferior team goes on some kind of run. You know what I mean? Like, Italy beats Japan. (laughs) No offense to Italy. And they go out and just win a couple of games. And Italy wins the WBC. Anyone really going to think that Italy is the premier baseball country? Japan, sure. The U.S., of course. DR, Puerto Rico, okay. Italy? Now imagine if Italy just goes on a run. I wish it was Great Britain and their tea was falling off the championship game. I mean, <laughs> what what kind of nonsense is that, dude? They they must have forgot their jerseys at, at, at like in like England or something like that, right? Like, there's no way that you have that bad of a jersey where you have letters falling off mid-game. So I can't defend the letters falling off, but here's what I will defend. The basic nature of their jersey was sort of cool. 
I didn't think it was that bad. It was so basic that I said, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. 